episode of Fermented Adventure is brought to you by Fermented Adventure. Dawn, we have a new shirt design. We sure do. Dawn, what's our new shirt design? I have mixed drinks about feelings. Now, I have mixed drinks about feelings. How do people find I have mixed drinks about feelings? They go on our website at fermentedadventure.com. They can click on the apparel tab and it'll take them right to our merchandise. So click on the apparel tab. They'll find our brand new shirt design and they'll find other shirt designs as well. Other shirt designs as well. We have tanks, tees, hoodies, glasses, a bunch of different things. And we can still find tequila or cerveza made me do it as well, right? You can find that there as well. And if you want to be fashionable through the rest of the summer, we also have some podcast shirts for people to wear and enjoy going around and saying, hey, you listen to the Fermented Adventure podcast too? Yes. And don't forget our May Contain Whiskey shirt too. So go to FermentedAdventure.com, click on the apparel tab, buy the merchandise. Cheers! Ladies and gentlemen, craft spirit enthusiasts, and those interested in the intoxicating world of craft distilleries, cideries, meaderies, wineries, and the occasional foray into breweries. It's Rich Shane, and welcome to Fermented Adventure, the podcast, where we bring you the fascinating people that are making the mash, fermenting, distilling, bottling, pouring, and delivering to you some of the finest libations in the world. Before we get started, here are a few housekeeping items. Thank you for bringing the podcast into wherever you are and whatever you're doing. We truly are grateful that you've chosen to listen and make us part of your day. It would mean the world to us if you left a five-star review. This helps us climb in the rankings and it makes it easier for others to find us. Don't hesitate to leave us your comments as well. If the podcast didn't meet your expectations, tell us why. We're always striving to improve. You can find us at fermentedadventure.com. We are on Instagram and Facebook as Fermented Adventure. Email us at fermentedadventure at gmail.com. All right, FA Nation, let's meet our guest. He's Anthony Packwood. I'm Rich Shane. This is Fermented Adventure, the podcast. Anthony, welcome to the podcast. Great. Thank you very much, my friends. Appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. So we have a mutual friend and listener to the podcast that reached out to me Tom Worley and said, you need to talk to this man, Anthony Packwood. <laughs> He's making this tremendous vodka. We've been working on this for what seems to be uh, years to try to get yeah. together to talk Ovo Vodka. I'm excited because I get to talk vodka with you today. And what I'm curious about, Ovo Vodka, how did all that get started? Um, the long, the long short story is uh, my business partner. Uh, we went to grad school together. Um, we came out to the States from Liverpool originally back in the UK and then uh, started applying for jobs. I got one in New York and he was like, I'm coming. So he popped on the plane, him and his missus came over. And uh, when we were doing, when we were in school, both our theses aligned with alcohol. I did like the effects of relationship marketing, you know, short term, long term, customer support. And John, my business partner, did the uh, uh, analyze the rebranding of Bacardi. So we've always been around the bar scene, hospitality industry since I was 14. And the fact that we both did it for our thesis, it was like a recurring theme. We'd be out and about and we'd see a new liquor and we're like, oh, you know. And then um, I don't know if you know um, the great guys that misunderstood whiskey. The I've ginger heard whiskey. of them, but not yeah. familiar. I mean, I've heard of oh. misunderstood whiskey. They seem to be yeah. popping up right now. Huge. Massive. Yeah. Massive and nationally, they're everywhere. Uh, it's a ginger spice whiskey, and they were founded in Jersey City. 
And um, through a previous life in real estate, I got to speak to one of the founders, JD. We went to a Christmas in July party and one of their vendors started speaking to them. John turned around to me and was like, right, we're doing it. So started the process. What do we do? What's the theme? What's the and just bit by bit, we started putting things together. We always liked the idea of having a cause conscious theme, um, both so we can make a difference, but also so we can help. It's a marketable element to help introduce to the new generation that are always looking to do something with the community, right? Build that long-term customer value that I learned about, building a long-term brand that John learned about, putting those two pieces together and also doing some good. So yeah, so then why vodka? Um, we like it. <laughs> we were, we didn't want to reinvent the wheel. And so we really enjoyed the process of getting to know the, pro, you know, the distilling process, the ingredients, what, you know, how many times is more effective? What makes you ultra premium? What makes you premium? What makes you well? Um, and so we started really digging in to that in 2019, um, came up with this concept of, you know, uh, partnering with a charity partner to help clean the oceans. So uh, we came up with the original name, which was Ripple Vodka, um, and started reaching out to our different distillers. I wanted to keep it local. We're, you know, we're both not from uh, the States, so we wanted to make sure we were giving back. So we made sure all the ingredients were sourced from the States and wanted to work with a local distiller. Um, tried to keep it in New Jersey, but really we fell in love with these guys in Jacksonville, Florida. Just their process, uh, the, the, the standards they keep, they allowed us to source in our own ingredients. Um, Ovo was corn-based, and we wanted the best corn. So we did the research, Michigan. They make great corn in Michigan, just in case you ever up there. Um, so we started going through that whole process. And then, um, yeah, did a, did a, uh, tried to do a mini crowdfunding campaign um, for Ripple Vodka, which failed dramatically. And then we got a lovely cease and desist from a company in Detroit that said, Hey, Ripple, yeah, that's ours. Stop. Yeah, no have you heard? I was I was gonna say, have you heard of Ripple before? Maybe yeah. not being from the States or you know, not so, hearing the old Eddie Murphy uh comedy routines. Uh Ripple's so we, <laughs> uh, very prominent, right? <laughs> we 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 did, we knew it was a thing, but from a legality standpoint, and also with our whole concept, right? Ripple, you know, make a change, ripple effect, all that yeah, thing. On the pond, um, throw up yeah, uh, yeah, pebble, yeah. yeah. It kind of aligned with the cause, kind of a cool name, very memorable. Um, and then we uh, we looked online, done tentative desk research, and then our real estate attorney said, listen, no one's used, this name has been dormant for X amount of years. There's a good shot that I can go through. Lesson one, good shot isn't enough to put your whole business behind. So anyway, went through the process, uh, ultimately got told to stop. And then we've got this kind of failed campaign We've got this name we've been told not to use. I'm at this loggerhead, but we've cultivated this, what we believe is this phenomenal flavor profile, great ingredients, really smooth taste. We wanted to make it a sip and vodka. We felt we got that mix. So what you do then? We just, um, we kept that in. And um, I'd say that was at a point in your seed stage where we really, really struggled because you're conflicted. You've got this amazing juice bowl. Your brand's gone. Your theme's gone. What do we do? this great charity partner, which I'll go into more detail about. Um, and then, yeah, went back and forth. I think we tried another 10 names. And then we started speaking to a gentleman that John previously worked with, who's a copywriter, and said, Ovo. I heard it at first and thought it was, you know, it worked really well. And uh, awesome. I thought it worked really well. And then um, the Ovo came in because of R5 Oceans. And as soon as we heard that, as soon as we heard the name was one, trademarkable, and then also... Um, it, it fitted with the brand, the scheme, the whole mission statement. It was a home run. 
it, it really was a home run. It's kind of interesting how things come together like that. Yeah. And, and I'm curious for you and John, um, what's John's last name, by the way? Dunnington. Dunnington. John Let's Dunnington. not leave out. We're going to keep saying John, 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 and people are going to wonder yeah. who this John guy is. So, He's not that great. <laughs> so for you and John, was there a point in time where you looked at each other and you said, you know what, this is all conceptual and maybe yeah. the mountain's just a little bit too high. Did you think about turning back or, or pursuing other avenues? Um, I think when the name was consistently not working, right? We, fit, we felt like we were trying to put a um, round peg into a square hole. We just, it just wasn't, you know, we getting told no, then, you know, doing these trademark search isn't cheap. And at this point, we're self-funding things, you know, where I think John was, John was just about to get married that year. I was, you know, we were planning my, so we had lots of things going on um, personally. And then uh, John had his own company doing design work. I had my own company doing reasons. So we're very busy while still very passionate about this project. And I think that was the point when I, when people asked me about it, that was when we were like, can we do this? Are we forcing this through? You know, we're at a stage now where yes, we've got these relationships, we've put X amount into this, but at the same time, if we walked away now, nice idea, we had a go, you know, on to the next thing. And then, um, yeah, I'd say that was the, the the point of the seed stage where you really could have walked away. And then as soon as that we heard OVO, heard the term, and I was like, all right, cool. And then as soon as I said R5 Oceans, it all just knitted in together. And I'm now obsessed with it. I really am. I think, and, and people seem to respond to it really well. Um, simple, clean, trademark went through straight away. And um, a, a gentleman who's worked in the industry for a very long time, uh, one of the local distributors, Fedway, said, if your quality of your juice matches the quality of your story, it's a home run. And that's always stuck with us because we knew the juice was good. We did our research from that. We did the blind taste tests against local competitors, national competitors, sorry. And... Um, it can be local and national. It's okay. Yeah, true, true. I'm saying, yeah, true, very true. Um, but we knew what market wanted to go for. And so we wanted to make sure we were, you know, staying ahead of them. And then, so we had this juice. It was just because it gets to a certain stage where um, once everyone gets the flavor, the other side is getting in people's hands, right? So you become a marketing company. So um, the authenticity behind our name and our mission was always a big thing for us. I, I find your story fascinating. I mean, this is something for you and John, that emanated, you know, like you said, back in college, in your studies yeah. and, and writing these documents that yeah. you didn't know at the time were going to be the building blocks for yeah. a brand and a business. Yeah. For many people, they may start and say, you know what, I'm I'm a home, you know, I, I, I mess around with a still at home sort of, yeah. right? So they're, you know, getting the juice down, but mm. they never really think about the branding or the yeah. story behind it. For you yeah. and John, it was always the emphasis on the story and branding. And then we'll find where can we source these ingredients, find a distiller, 100%. make the juice. Yeah. I think when people hear this story, you're giving the blueprint for maybe somebody to get out of their own way, yeah. le leap past that fear of saying, how am I going to do this? I can't do this. I mean, there are so many struggles. That's why I asked you, was there a point in time for you and John when you stopped and said, eh, you know, it, it sounded great on paper when we were in college. Yeah. We went down this road. A lot of doors kept getting shut in our face and people said, no, I think at the end of the day, you guys are brand builders yeah. and the quality of what you want to build the brand off of has to be equal.
But if you don't 100%. have that story as to what you said, if you don't have that connection, yeah, that's what you're building. And this yeah. makes it even more exciting for Ovo to understand that story of how you came to be. I'm curious, when you said you were looking for um, your farmers and you're, you're sourcing your ingredients, yeah. what was that process like for you guys? Well, yeah, to your point, exactly. We, we started off with the, the branding, the customer interface knowledge. Uh, we knew how we wanted to get out a story out there. And it was genuinely a passion of both of ours to be able to give back, you know? So that's where the whole charity element comes in. But then, vodka, cool. I like it with soda water, squeeze a, squeeze a lime, sure, big fan. Um, love it in a martini, little blue cheese olive in there, let's go. But what's in it, what's it made from? Um, John's one of those hyper-focused individuals where if he's got something, he's going. So he done a deep dive and he kind of uh, went into, yeah, hibernation mode in terms of the whole process, right? And then um, learning about it was fascinating. And then we tried different things. You know, we the distiller we work with um, is a great um, platform for that process. Like, so we started with potato-based and then went to corn-based. And then we were like, all right, cool. What does that mean? Why does that taste like this? And it was very much just a, a rolling learning process. We didn't, you know, we didn't start going to books. We just learned as we went with a taste profile. And then we'd sit there and have a conversation with our now wives and we they'd taste it and get their feedback. And um, and then it was like, well, if it's this distilled, it leaves you with this flavor. And that's a little bit sharp. So what can we do to make that a little bit smoother? And then we played around with lots of flavors, right? At one point, our distiller sent us, I don't know, 12 little brown bottles. It was vodka with citric acid, vodka with um, grape, salt water, D to D to D. And then all these little, because we never wanted to be a flavored vodka, but we wanted to make it a sipping vodka. So we wanted to say, what can we put in to smooth it out? And um, uh, it, it was a very fun process. <laughs> I can Sitting imagine there. the excitement. <laughs> like when, when your box arrived, I was like, I can't, well, I got the oval vodka now. And you guys yeah. get in that box with these different flavor profiles yeah that must have been so much fun it was class a class and at that point it wasn't over to us right it was just we're going through this process of trying out these vodkas and learning different things and what we don't like what we really do like and um what we landed on was the, the premium corn because that just seems to be so it just tastes fresh that's the only way i went to scratch to it just tastes fresher it just tastes smoother fresher and if we were going for that smooth sipping taste that had to be the base um, six times distilled, so it landed in that ultra premium category in terms of where we want to be positioned in the market. And then we didn't, we don't advertise it, but we uh, we've got a little bit of rose water in there. Rose that, water, yeah, that is fascinating. Yeah, and, so, and that just just for disclosure, I still haven't tried this yet. So I <laughs> wanted to try this with you. I mean, the, the it's been the bottle's open. I poured myself a, a, a glass. And it's just I'm 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 getting the waft of the the sweetness <laughs> of the vodka as it as it opens up. But yeah. that's fascinating, and yeah. and I love that idea. What was it about the rose water? Now you now I want this even more. But what was what was it about the rose water? Honestly, it was just we we once we so we had all these flavors, right? We've got all this stuff going on, and um, we didn't want it to smell or taste like rose. We do, we're not a rose vodka. The same way Ciroc is infused with uh, grape. It's not a great vodka. It's just that's what they put into smooth out. But we tried all these different things, and then we're like, oh. Then once you've kind of narrowed it down to one taste, they give you scales of that taste. So X amount of rose water, and then this, and so then we wanted the right percentage to make it a mix. So when you can't smell it, you can't taste it, but you know there's something in there. And uh, 
it was just the flavor that worked. It allowed us. And we, when we go to tasting sessions now, we're um, very confident with it. We went to a tasting session in Liberty State Park in Jay City the other day, and they asked you to put together a cocktail. And we don't. We, we say to everybody, seven directions is have it chilled. And then if you want to put a little bit of lemon in there, great, fresh lemon, little squeeze, that's it. Now, obviously, you can use it as a base for your mules, your martinis, your, you know, whatever you want. French Anything whatever, that vodka yeah. can find a way into, yeah. you can use it as a cocktail. Throw it in. But we're confident. And to say, listen, this on ice is smooth. This on ice, if you're not a natural vodka drinker with a little bit of lemon, is smooth. And we get the sentence all the time. And it's John is, so I'm more front facing. I'll go out in sales, do the marketing. John has more operations. So he didn't get a chance before to see the customer reaction, right? In bars, sure, actually go into a tasting session. It'll be myself and our customer relation manager, the lovely Jess, who kind of lead, lead that process. Um, so John's at this event with me and he's watching people's reactions. And I'm saying, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. We're less than 12 months old and people are coming back. I don't usually have like vodka shots. I don't usually have vodka needs. I don't want to try it needs. I'll just give it a try. But I don't be seeing these reactions. It's, um, it's the best feedback we can possibly get. See, I, I was going to ask, and, and it seems like for you and John, this most recent aha moment gives you yeah. even more clarity that you're on the right track. 100%. I mean, yeah. it's, we've, uh, time and wise, we, we really knew we wanted to partner up with a charity partner that is involved with cleaning the oceans. And that penny really dropped during the pandemic because during the pandemic, everyone, obviously it's a tough time for everybody, everyone's inside. And the only few, one of the few positives people saw is that, you know, forests, wildlife was coming back out, oceans were getting cleaner, um, certain wildlife going back to the shores. Like things were allowed to, for lack of a less dramatic word, heal. Right, because we no, you're right. No, that's yeah. not dramatic. That's the truth. Yeah, yeah. And so we were like, well, this is quite impactful and quite timely. We've actually seen there's been evidence very recently that actually change can be made. And so that's when we partner with this lovely charity partner called Clear Blue Sea, based on San Diego. We had the pleasure of meeting them face to face in March after three years of emails and you know video chats and all that good stuff. And they're an absolutely phenomenal uh, non for profit organization that have this uh, software called FRED. And FRED is like a Roomba for the top of the ocean and basically gets all the surface level plastic bottles, cans, anything of that nature, and scoops it up. And for the amount of time our donation per bottle allows that software to be uh, active on the water, it equates to 18 plastic bottles per bottle, if I explain that correctly. No, so you do. Every bottle yeah. we sell is the equivalent of taking 18 plastic bottles out the ocean. And we make our do, um, we make a donation every quarter based on our sales. It's a fantastic day. We get on, we're all excited. And we, it doesn't, you know, it's, the alcohol industry is a great way to get out, meet people. It's a lot of fun. But one of the best things me and John see is when we hand over the check and met the people in San Diego and the, 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 the students that are involved in the program because they've got a huge academic, uh, academic element. And seeing that was fabulous. What I hear, what I hear too, is the fact that look, sourcing bottles, sourcing glass, plastics, yeah. things like that, even still yeah. with the supply chain issue, yeah. can be very difficult. So yes. you're actually being a part of that solution too. You're cleaning the yeah. ocean. You're yeah. bringing back those plastics, glass, whatever's yeah. you know floating around. But now you get to impact maybe the reclamation and yeah. help with 
yeah. those sourcing of those those um, pieces that can come back and help yeah. the industry. 100%. Our whole mission statement is drink for a higher purpose. Um, you know, cheers to vodka without compromise and ocean stop plastics. Um, that's the kind of um, verbiage that we like to instill on our branding, on our T-shirts, on our point of sale material, anything of that nature. Um, yeah, and, and we're trying to build a community about it. We do local cleanups the first Sunday of every uh, month. We meet at one of our lovely venues, Union Hall, on the uh, Hoboken waterfront. It's gorgeous. You can see the whole of Manhattan. And um, we go clean up with the volunteers for an hour, and then we host a happy hour on us at the, one of our partners and enjoy some Riovo. And that's the perfect balance. That's when you can see the brand. Yeah, I know if action. I'm picking up stuff on the beach and stuff and I've got vodka in my future, I'm, I'm picking yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> that's a motivation for me. Yeah, it is. But it's great. You know, you see people just like people genuinely care, you know, like genuinely want to get out there and make a difference. And you chat and you meet in these lovely people. And you're out there, 45 minutes, an hour, hour 15, whatever it uh, will be. And what amazes me is in that short time, how much stuff you can pick up, right? How much garbage literally <laughs> is on. The, and we're not, we're not surrounded by beaches here. It's, it's, it's Hoboken. You know, there's small patches of accessible uh, waterfronts and the trash we come back with. Everyone's always amazed. And, and every month I'm like, oh, well, it's only been four weeks. I wonder if it's going to be that messy. And it is. Stuff just keeps coming. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm sure with your partners out in San Diego, what yeah. they're showing you that they can skim off and take off the ocean yeah. all the time. It's just yeah. there. I mean, you see these, these what do they call them, islands of just garbage yeah, that, that float on the ocean. You're doing great stuff. You spoke a little bit about, you know, you started this in 2019. It really yeah. wasn't in your business plan to have a pandemic come along. It didn't. And- it wasn't in it, no. Right. I mean, I don't think anybody sat down and said, let's see, 2020, March, we're going to have a pandemic. How do we, you know, how have you navigated? Yeah. How have you navigated the pandemic? There have been some things that come about. You talked about the uh, the healing uh, of of the earth in a way or at the time. How has that impacted your business? Uh, Honestly, um, because, you know, my business in real estate wasn't flying around the place, you know, people weren't, uh, uh, to start off with, we were literally locked down. Like lots of people could work from home. John was able to work from home um, doing the design, but it gave us the time to really focus on this. So again, I hate to associate any positivity for what everyone went through, um, but we were given the opportunity to really look at the process, look at the business, spend that time without the distractions of, you know, our day-to-day work to really go into on that. And um, in terms of the deliverables, um, I, I wouldn't say it was dramatic. I mean, the price of lots of things went up, right? The our distiller was closed for a while and then there's a backlog. So as you're, you know, we were doing our first run, I think our first run of our sample bottles was 22 bottles. And our goal by the end of 2020 was to hold our first bottle. Um, and then 2021, our goal was to have a drink of our first uh, real um, shipment behind a bar, right? To order, be able to order a drink. So we've had these little goals all the way through. Um, so no, 2020, I, I wouldn't say it was like we were pushed to the back of the queue a few times because there's you know bigger bigger companies that are like, we need this, and just from a business perspective, that it still has to focus on them. If there's any spare bottles, and they're going to the actively paying customers that are ordering. You know, 10,000 bottles instead of me and John and our little 22. Um, but except for a little delay here, there and everywhere, I wouldn't say it was anything dramatic. I really wouldn't. I think we've been very lucky throughout the process where 
it's um, it, sometimes you think if we knew it was going to be this hard, we might not have done it because the naivety of it allowed us to keep going and you don't know the roadblocks. And when they come, you get so far down the tracks, you just crack on. Um, but uh, yeah, I wouldn't say the pandemic in particular was something we were, if it happened now, you know, when we're all right, running let's, and let's the, yeah, have, yeah, 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 let's yeah, 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 true, true. <laughs> I'm saying I mean, <laughs> there's been so much that look, I mean, we talked to a number of different spirit beer breweries, wineries. I mean, there have been positive things yeah. that have come out of the pandemic for yeah. them with yeah. the negatives, you know, things that have come out of the pandemic. But, yeah. you know, when, when you talk to people, all right, now we can, you know, do a better job or have time to invest in our website. Yeah. Um, and build those um, avenues where we can get into distribution. Some, you know, like yeah. like for where you were, I'm sure it gave you time to work on your distribution and your partners for that too. Yeah. Um, it, it, Joel, I wouldn't say distribution so much. I'd say it was just more learning about the industry. It gave us the time to like slow down and learn. And then we started this crowdfunding campaign, um, like that I previously mentioned. And it was just basically to get us the, the, the funds for our first run. And again, whenever you're doing anything, um, I don't know, this adventurous, this bold, whatever you want to, whatever verbiage you want to use, um, we, you raising crowdsource funds and it's so, as it should be, I suppose, quite restricted with alcohol to what you can raise because you can't physically send people alcohol, right? Because it's, you know, the platforms aren't built for those things. So all of a sudden we're like, okay, well, we can send them, you know, uh, vouchers for when our first batch comes in, T-shirts, swag, all this stuff. But then how how attractive is that to somebody? The people go on these crowdfunding campaigns because they want to get the next best alarm clock or the next best toaster oven or something like that. that right. Has, you know, why, What's so, the value you're providing if they're going to invest in your idea? Exactly. Yeah, It's like saying to someone, listen, look at this concept. How cool is this? We're trying to make a difference. We're doing something good. And down the line, if they're successful, you might get some vodka out of it. So in hindsight, that was what we did in 2020. And um, we were able to go through that process, learn from that, um, change the name, all those speed bumps. We were out to learn in a very small, contained, safe environment, right? Where I think if we were running around and we, our time was, our, you know, the businesses were in full flow and we didn't have the time to do that, we might have took longer to learn those lessons, which means we might have not been further down the line as we are now. I'm curious for you. I mean, I'm going to use, I mean, we're talking about the ocean right now. Yeah. Vodka is a big ocean. There are a lot yeah. of players in the vodka space yeah. and everybody has their own impression on what they want to offer, but they've yeah. also developed those relationships with bars and distributors mm -hmm. and those that are out selling it. How do you work within that space? What has either been the challenges, the, you, you talked about the naivete of just, Hey, had we known this, maybe we wouldn't have gone this yeah. far, but talk about those experiences as you're a brand building company. And the brand you're yeah. building is this vodka. What's been the process for you or just the conversations or working through some of those, hey, we already have this amount of space. We already have this amount of area yeah. for vodka. How do we fit in on another bottle and, and go from there? Yes, that's a question we get all the time. And um, again, learning, right? First bottles came in November. And then we had like a, what we call friends and family round of bars and restaurants we know who uh, very kindly give us a shot because they have, they know John and I, right? So we were able to pick up five to seven venues just out of our local network. And so that, you wouldn't really call that a pitching scenario, right? Um, and then we're also learning, you know, there's times when people go, oh, you know, 
what's the rip for this? What's this? And we're like, yeah, yeah. What's that mean? So we go away, land. <laughs> you get the feedback, you know. No, people throw these uh, uh, terms out. And yeah, you yeah. Shake your head and nod and go, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll sort of, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, so then, yes, yeah, so that was really great just for Christmas. Just and again, quite a safe environment of people we know, just getting it behind the bars, getting the feedback, getting people to have it. Um, so now what do we do? Um, uh, again, uh, our lovely Jess uh, and I'll go out and we uh, live and die by the taste and our mission statement. And we're saying, listen, we respect the real estate behind your bar. We respect the real estate on your cocktail menus. I said, but at the moment, um, on where our marketing strategy is quite organic. So not necessarily people are going to walk in and go, right, it's not the same way people go. It's not, an, people don't order a cab anymore. They order an Uber. People don't have a vodka and soda anymore. They have a Tito's and soda. Tito's has took that terminology and made their own, as they should. It's a great product, great brand, all those things. So for us to get past that, we're saying we offer something different. We offer a little asterisk on the cocktail menu to so that you get so your customers can say for every drink they take based on the amount of vodka that's in the drink an ounce half an ounce is x amount of plastic bottles out the ocean and for the local demographic that is impactful right something remarkable something to remark upon and so we are we say listen from a marketer perspective we think people are really like this and engage in this you're doing something you're giving you're associating with a company that's giving something back but also the juice it's just a better product and we are I don't think it, I don't hope it doesn't come across as arrogant, just confident. Where we'll say, listen, if you have the time, please chill vodka X and uh, chill Obo and tell me which one you think's got a better flavor profile. And um, the first time I did that, <laughs> the heart. Uh, it, it, yeah, you, you throw it out you, there and then you, you, right, you got to my words actually going to come back to me or, you know, yeah. am I going to see that response with, with a big smile, right? Yeah, but to date, and I'm going to touch every piece of wood I can touch. Um, <laughs> we've, I've always got the answer that we wanted, you know, because we spent that time and we, we are confident in the flavor profile. So again, um, going back to your question, what do we diff, we disturb the market to an extent where we're, we've got our mission statements on our cause. So that adds value on a cocktail menu. It allows people to introduce the product without it being, Oh, try this whiskey, try this. It's like, guys, you know, uh, if you had this new vodka, every, do you guys want to save an ocean today? So it's like that playful engagement with customers. It stands out on a cocktail menu and also tastes fabulous. So um, across the board, it was the mission that was leading the way. But now more and more people have tried us and more and more people are like, oh, wow, that's really smooth. Wow, that's really smooth. God, that's got no bite to it. All those things. You know, I was, we were laughing this morning in our meeting. Golf clubs starting to reach out because they all these big martini places. If someone's tried us at an event and like, oh my god, you better get this in. So again, another fabulous compliment. But the areas that we thought would fly are doing very well, and all of a sudden, these other um, demographics are popping up that we're willing to engage and educate and and, and start to um, yeah see how it goes there. Yeah, the the brand and the mission statements is going that's going to open the door. Yeah, the juice is what's going to keep people engaged yeah. because. It, it has to be that quality. 100%. It has to be that. Yeah. So for distribution now, how do people find you? So if somebody's in Iowa, somebody's in California, yeah. somebody's in, you know, are, are you distributing to all 50 states? So not all 50, my friend. Um, we are currently available in New Jersey. Uh, we went into New York, Manhattan, uh, which wasn't terrifying at all yesterday. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we're lucky enough to partner up with a few uh, venues there. Uh, we're licensed in Florida and California, um, and so we're starting to expand, and we're about to pull the trigger on a relationship with an e-commerce solution, Craft & Barrel. So we'll be available in 42 
46 states. Oh, that's awesome. To ordered, yeah, to be ordered online. So we're going to make a big fuss of that when it's possible. Um, but we want to make sure that we're growing um, articulately. <laughs> See, I'm picturing, of- I'm picturing, you know, when those planes go by on the beach, on the shore, <laughs> you get one of those banners that come out behind the plane, you know, just, you know, advertising OVO and, yeah. you know, have you cleaned up the ocean today? You know, yeah. something, something like that. Yeah. I mean, because again, that's what people see. And if yeah. you can get, you can work your way up and down the, you know, in, in Staten Island and long, long Island and all up and down the coast. I mean, like you said, Hey, I tried this down the shore. Then I come back and I'm in my golf club or my bar. And yeah. this was people talk about it, right? Yeah. It, that That's yeah. just what people are going to talk about, especially when they're on vacation. But it's, it's, it's so two different polls. It's either, Oh, you're drinking this because yes, you like the flavor, but also you're passionate on the mission mm-hmm. or you're a staunch vodka drinker and you've tried it and you're like, right, I want this martini in my golf club. And that's, that's the, the two pronged approach that we're very lucky to have. And, um, we've, we're starting to, to grow. We closed out our first round of funding four weeks ago and our lovely, uh, uh first, first ever full-time employee started with us, uh, two weeks ago. And so the growth that we're seeing now is a lot of fun. This That's is so where exciting. we're starting I, to get. Oh, it is exciting. It's, it is. It's very I'm, much I'm exciting. excited for you. I really am. And yeah. like I said, when Tom introduced us, you weren't even this far along. So so much has yeah. happened for for what Ovo's doing since even we were introduced. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it, it's we're at that kind of new stage where every week something's happening. Um, like yeah, if it be you know someone we're working with, a new content creator, a new partner, a new state, a new e-commerce solution. It's, um, yeah, it is. And there's some weeks where, you know, that isn't the case, right? Where, <laughs> yeah, you, fin- yeah, you, finish, you. you finish on the Friday. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then you come to work on the Tuesday and you're like, how did this happen? Like, oh, it's, 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 it's a complete roller coaster right now. I know it's an overused analogy, but it really is. There's times where you just absolutely elated and super excited. And there's times of like, oh, how are we going to get this done? So it's, um, it is. I'm a one air, there was a, a week. Uh, John and I spoke on the Wednesday. We always make a joke that we've never really celebrated or took the time to, because you just, you're on to the next thing, right? You're on to the next thing. And um, uh, John entered us into the Micro Spirits and Liquor Awards. Uh, I don't know if you've heard about it. It's, yep. it's yeah. And uh, we were one of six focus nationally to win the top award for our ingredients and flavor profile. So when that happened, that all of a sudden, it's not just John and I going in and saying, listen, it's really good. So these ingredients, it was the first time we're like, right. We're on to something really good here because independent third parties just give us their top stamp of approval and then things like that. Again, another one of those moments that validates and recognizes all the hard work and efforts that you guys are doing. Yeah, it is. Those, those, those wins are, are important to keep you going. They are. Although when you find out that you had all these orders come in, yeah. that's nice too. You know, because you, yeah. you, like, yeah. you like being able to pay for those bottles that the distillery made. <laughs> 100%. Great you like the flavor when those invoices getting paid. So, yeah, um, exactly. yeah no, it's, it's, it is, but it's, uh, yeah. But then that's the other challenge, right? You learn about the industry. That's, that's the up and down with it where there's, there's orders that you send out and get excited about and something doesn't go wrong there. And then it's, it's just a process. It really is. It is. Well, I've, I've held off long enough. So I want to enjoy, we talked a little bit about the flavor profile that you were developing in the process that went, you went through with all these samples and different ingredients added to the the vodka. Um, Again, as this opened up, I can smell the sweetness in the corn. 
I haven't had it, but Dawn did. And I really like the fact that you hit on something or she hit on something that was your mindset and your focus. When she, t- when she tried it, the first reaction that she provided was, this is great sipping vodka. Yeah. And you said it a couple of times that you were creating a sipping vodka. And that was, for, that was her first reaction. Yeah. So that was spot on. I'm very happy to hear that. <laughs> yeah. I, like I didn't tell her, we didn't know. I didn't tell her anything. Yeah. Just, Here, you try it before yeah. and let me know what you think. So yeah. that was, like I said, that was where she went first. The moment of truth. All right. So, I, oh, I just got this wonderful sweetness, this burst of sweetness. It's almost like um, my, my first reaction is like a candy corn. That, okay. Um, like, uh, you know, the, the little candy corns you get on Halloween yeah. or, yeah. or like a, a sugar corn pop that uh, the cereal, because yeah. you still, you know, here's one of the things that I talk to craft or I talk about craft all the time. Mm. This is not supposed to be odorless flavorless yeah there's supposed to be some character here and that's what's going to get people to say this is my vodka of choice because i love the flavor and so much has been distracted by we don't want you to taste anything we just want this to be a vehicle to do a cocktail with yeah we've we've, john and i've always liked like the 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 i don't want to say the harshness of vodka but just like the the kick from the vodka right like i like it in your cocktails and then what I think a lot of people are doing now is like, right, vodka hasn't got a flavor, so we're going to infuse it with lemon and all these things. And some of them are absolutely fabulous. They really are. But we have got no plans on doing flavors, famous last words. Um, we wanted to make a good vodka because vodka by itself can stand alone. And that's what we wanted it to live and die by. It's like vodka's got a great flavor profile when made with the right ingredients. And it can be really smooth. And it doesn't need to be added with sprite or orange juice or bloody mary mix which again are all great drinks you can have it on its own there's a wonderful lingering um it's not really spicy it's it's almost like herbaceous that i get almost like a thyme or a mint yeah you know a very light uh tingling on the tongue and i know it's 80 proof right yeah so it's it's not necessarily this harsh um amount of ethanol yeah but you do get the balance of sweetness you said a word that I'm going to start asking people to define on the podcast. So we've done this once already, and I'm throwing this at you. What's your definition of smooth? Um, ooh. Uh, minimal bite. So when you have something and you have it and it feels good going and you're going down, that's what I'd say. At the end of it, you don't get that, that face. And, and then if you have... Um, you know, if you go and have well vodka or well tequila or something and that, that save their own purpose in the industry, don't get me wrong. But if you have that, you can, you get that reaction. But if you have a vodka and it's reactionless, it's just smooth, tasty, flows. Um, yeah, without the bite, like these, there's a, there's a good bite with alcohol, I think, where you get like a, a really nice old fashioned, you're, oh, yeah, smooth, but it's got a kick to it. But there's a harsh bite as well. And the harsh bite, I think, comes with a lot of vodkas. And we did, we did our ten thousand hours with, you know, with the leading brands in the industry. And we, we, we think it's some people like to have vodka and taste it room temperature, completely fine, each their own. And mine is we, room temperature. Just, yeah. just, I mean, and, and yeah. so here's the thing. Now I get to maybe chill it. I yeah. have a preference on my own, and yeah, I exactly. love the way you approach it. I want to 
to me, the room temperature brings out some of those oils. Yeah. And the, we've, the, and the, do you know what we've had? Oils that are on there. We've, many people say the same thing. Um, but for ourselves, we were like, right, if it's going to be sipped, how is it typically going to be enjoyed? And nine times out of 10, it's like, so we got, we had, you know, all the big brand names and we go one, two, that, and we were just like, right, why is that one like that? Why is that one like that? What could we add in? What could we, you know, do we increase the level of this? Do we distill it? Another, and all those things. And we, we think we landed on something that was, um, yeah, a bit of a sweet spot. 80 proof. Was that always the design idea? Were you tasting yeah. different proofs? Were there some things higher? I mean, I think 80 is the minimum you want to go. Yeah. Um, but was there was there a higher proof that you had uh, looked no, at? No, not really. No, we just, didn't want to re- we, we didn't want to reinvent the wheel. Like we said, we um, you know, we're, we're we're passionate about the cause and the flavor profile, but also we also wanted to from a business perspective, there was a certain part of the market that we want to align ourselves with. And we wanted to make sure that if you got these big brands, X, Y, and Z, that we stood on them and we weren't too different. You know, we wanted to say, listen, like we do in our pitches now, listen, no disrespect to Vodka X, but try us both chilled and see which one you think. And that's one of the things we're very confident to go with at the moment. While I'm tasting this, you're describing some of the process I'm getting this toasted marshmallow note. The vanilla starts to come out of that sweetness. Yeah. Even a little bit of mint is there. Yeah. It, so to the point, this is a great sipping vodka. I yeah. saw that you do, uh, you say you don't make cocktail recipes for when you're yeah. doing these tastings, but I, I did see some things that you do recommend. There are some cocktails that you recommend. On the website, yeah. Yeah, you're the first yeah, person yeah, yeah. that recommended bombs. So <laughs> what what is this, the, the, the Ovo Vodka bomb that you're doing there? That's, that's, that's so much fun. Do you know what it is? It's uh, when you go, when you go into different venues, right? There's, they have, they more or less, they'll, they'll say they have all the same stuff behind the shelves, everybody else, but they all have different demographics and they all have different products. So we'll go into bar, one of the a bar on First Street and they'll be like, yeah, 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 these are our demographic. And we just pivot the cocktails put together or we think, we think what would be most effective to their menu. So when we look at the bombs to the uh, the Commodore and then we've got other ones, uh, the river, which got like egg, egg infused in and stuff. So there's different things that we do, but it's 100% depend on who we're speaking to there and then because the, the beauty of vodka in a way is that you can make it work for anybody, right? We don't want someone to take it and just put it up on the shelf and gather dust. That does not, for us, does nothing for them. Right. But you can, with vodka, just be very creative. And so um, it's funny because we would, um, one thing we we don't want to be aligned with is like a, particularly a shot vodka, but certain bars and restaurants at this seed stage, that's their go-to. So we're like, cool, we can be creative. John's a fantastic designer. We've got a mixologist that we work with and we'll say, put something together. So it's funny, the variance in like from one appointment to another, you're going to a high-end steak restaurant and they're trying it just on the rocks, right? Just trying it on the rocks. Oh, that's it. And you go to another place and what can you do with if can, anything you can mix with peach snaps and orange juice? And then you've just got to bounce and be creative and adaptable to whatever situation you're in. This is, again, part of those conversations that maybe as you and John didn't have talking about the brand and how you're going to provide opportunity for those venues, bars and restaurants to sell this. I mean, you talk about your cocktail, that seems to be pretty generic, but then you go into a place and say, you know what? Vodka shooters or we make these shooters are popular. Yeah. Yeah. These, these bombs. I mean, you do this tsunami bomb or something. Um, I mean, but these are great (laughs) ideas. These are fun. And if, if you can find ways that people get, all right, I got vodka. I can sip this. I can make a great cocktail. I can take 
what yeah. would be an ingredient that I might use and, you know, maybe, you know, try something a little bit different. Um, yeah. you, you, you take this and obviously the Bloody Mary is there, but maybe you yeah. make something, uh, you know, my, my idea with this, your vodka tends to be to me on the sweeter side. So yeah. you can go towards maybe a sweeter Bloody Mary. Um, yeah. and, and there are plenty of places that you can, and I get the sweetness, but maybe somebody else that tastes this yeah. might get more of the savory out of this too. There's yeah. lemon I, that comes out of this. This is just a tremendously delicious vodka. Thank you, my friend. But it, it, and but thank you. That, you do all the hard work. <laughs> <laughs> the um, the adaptability comes down to those two things, right? So like the if we're putting together bombs or things of that description, that's because a bar might go, oh, we really like this mission statement. We've got a younger demographic they tend to drink these type of beverages. What can you put together for us? Because we think putting an asterisk next to this drink, this shot or whatever, will move. Um, yes, the flavor's good, but we really like the mission. Then you go to your steakhouses, your golf clubs, your high-end restaurants and go, love the mission, but it's a flavor that we're going to really push right. for our demographic. And the, two, the two-pronged approach will really resonate with different people. And that's why we have to be so adaptable because it's like, right, cool. Different generations, different demographics, different needs for the bars and their clientele. Anthony, I know you talked about, hey, flavor vodkas are not in your future, and yeah. you're really working hard, working to introduce Ovo to everybody in the masses. Yeah. What, you know, where, where do you see, what, what is the goal and the plan for Ovo Vodka? Where do you see, this is like, I, I always say, this is my uh, job interview question. Where do you see yourself in five years? Um, we want to be available as many states as possible, but, and have a, a you know, not, not just for the sake of ticking boxes and saying we're in X amount of states, but actually have a a, a, a physical presence in these locations and have a, a really nice and organic rollout introduction to the product. Um, we're very particular. Even now, we're going into Manhattan. We're going into places that we know the product and the story is going to resonate with, and we'd like to do that state to state. So, yeah, available across as many states as possible in the right manner. Um, and uh, yeah, askew wise, me and John talk about it all the time. When you speak to people, people get excited and it's lovely. We love, we love chatting to everyone about it. Um, and they're like, would you do an RTD version? Would you do different skews, different flavors? Right now, we're at we're 70, uh, 750 mil. We want to go to a liter. And that's the only skew we're thinking about right now. So to more articulately describe, available as many states as possible. Um, as many bars, cocktail menus, restaurants as possible with our 750 and our liters. Well, we talked a little bit at the beginning of the podcast, um, BarCon in Brooklyn, sometime in June of 2023. Ovo yeah. should be there. I think oh, the brand and the flavor, and hopefully we'll see you guys at a booth there. But when you introduce people uh, who are in the industry, those yeah. those mixologists, bartenders, yeah. um, those that are into the, you know, working with the spirits and bringing them yeah. into their establishments, you know, and, and making the purchases, that's a great place for, for over oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. 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 We've got it's, a few events cherry picked that we really look to attend. And after the, you know, both successful, both from like a, a company perspective, but also from just pure enjoyment from John and I, from the Liberty start event at Liberty state park events, that was one where we're like, we've got to do more of this. This is such a front face. Get out and meet the people. Product. Once you yeah. put it in their hands, um, once you get that liquid to the lips, um, <laughs> as, as, as my friend Micah McFarlane talked about from uh, Revel, but uh, yeah, liquid to the lips. I mean, once you do that, you've <laughs> got sales. You do. Yeah. Hey, he put it out there. I just, I just transfer <laughs> it to other people. <laughs> Anthony, this has been a treat for me. And this, like, I, I was so excited to hear your story, to meet you, to talk with you, to, to enjoy the vodka. And I understand exactly everything you've said. 
about, you know, hey, I understand the brand. I love the mission. Yeah. But now it's an enjoyable vodka that I really want to, you know, include into all the things I'm sipping and drinking. Is there anything awesome. that we didn't talk about on the podcast? Anything you would like to share people to know about you or Ovo? No, it's, I think it's just that um, we we say keep an eye out us in the liquor stores, but also keep an eye out us in the community. We The authenticity of the brand is something that I really want people to resonate with. Sometimes you go into places like, oh, that's a good marketing idea. It's like, it is, but we're also doing it for the cause. These are the people, <laughs> this is the video of when we were out there. So um, yeah, it's it's a mission that we have and we want to make as much of a, a dent in um, the plastic crisis as it is. And sometimes they get lost when you're talking about you know, how nice the flavor is. All nice distractions. Right. But yeah, keep an eye on liquor stores, keep an eye on some bars and restaurants, but also keep an eye on the community. We want to make sure when we're going to these different states, venues, as we grow, as we do, the footprints and the difference we make also grows with us. Well, based on what you said, look, keep an eye out for you. But also, if people don't see it, ask and say, yeah. hey, would you be willing yeah. to stock this or would you be yeah. willing to bring this in? And that's a great one. That's a great place to be. And 100%. also, in terms of that mission, hey, this is this is something that resonates with me. Look, yeah. you can't do it all yourselves. And yeah. if you're thinking about the mission statement with Ovo and the uh, planet and keeping it clean or making it clean, hey, when you go out and about today, just pick up one thing, whatever yeah. it is. It doesn't have to be on the ocean. If you see something, yeah, somebody dropped it or somebody inadvertently it flew out of their car or whatever. Yeah. Pick it up, you know, yeah. because that's the I don't want to say it, but I will. That's the ripple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> but we've kept the ripple on the logo. You see, okay. so the logo represents That's the it. change, the effect we want to have. Yeah. Okay. So it's a, it's our five oceans, different ring for every ocean. But um, but yeah, it's also the effect we want to have. But um, yeah, that's a great one. That's another great one. Just pick and, up and we, something. We, you don't have to be on yeah. the beach. You don't have to do a, an organized yeah. pickup day like you guys yeah. do. You don't have to send a Roomba out on the ocean. Although yeah. that's nice. Pick something up, <laughs> you know, pick yeah. something up. Anthony, this has been a treat for me. I'm so grateful for myself. your time Thank today. You very much. Um, I appreciate uh, it. Thanks for being a friend of Fermented Adventure. We are excited to see all that you do. One of these awesome. days, you're not that far. We're going to get together in person and uh, do a cheers in person. I'll learn I'll learn more we'll, about we'll your cycle in the morning. Cycle yep. in the morning. Drink vodka in the evening. Drink vodka in the evening. I like that. I'm, that's my new trick. <laughs> cycle in the morning. Drink vodka in the evening. Thank you so much. <laughs> Anthony, no pleasure was mine, my friend. Thank you very much. This was awesome. And we'll look forward to talking to you soon. Cheers, my friends. Thank you so Cheers. much. Cheers. Cheers.